Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. But we're in Ephesians 4:22. It says, "Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception." Verse 23. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Verse 24. Put on your new nature. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Verse 25, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Verse 26, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Verse 28, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for a good, hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Verse 30, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Verse 31, get rid of all bitterness. Somebody say bitterness. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Verse 32, instead, somebody say instead. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Father, I pray over our minds this morning that you would touch our mind in such a way that we can get out of our mind and let you run it, let you run this show. God, it's all for you, and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. For my note-takers, do I have some note-takers out there today? For my note-takers, here's point number one. I will throw off my old thoughts. I will throw off my old thoughts. How many of you have enjoyed this series so far? Yeah, you're enjoying this Mindspace series? I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last one. Pretty sure. I say pretty sure because I don't run this church. Jesus does. And so if he decides during the week that I'm not going to have some sort of thanksgiving or thankful type message and I'm going to go into another mind-bending thing, because i got to tell you, preaching these messages isn't as hard as living these messages. Amen? There's something that happens every week as I prepare and I ask God what he wants to do. And I wish he would just give me an outline. You know, I wish he'd just send me an email. This is what I want you to preach instead of having me having to experience it myself. Are you with me? Is anybody with me? Something's different about having to live out the Word of God. I have a question for you. Who is the enemy of your soul? The enemy of your soul, he's also the enemy of your unity. It's the enemy of your peace. It's the enemy of your relationships. And I'm glad you said self, because that's, that's the actual number one enemy of all of that. If I got to be honest with you, it's, it's ourselves that gets in the way. See, we like to blame the devil. You know, this, this big guy, big red guy with big horns. It's, it's just like this, this picture of somebody that we can hate. Are you with me? And we blame the devil for everything. But you know what the devil does? All he does is convince you to do what you want to do. That's it. He says, you know, it, it reminds me of when, when you, ever, you ever been to, had somebody recommend a bad restaurant? You know what I'm talking about. They're like, hey, we should go here. And you're like, Mm, I don't think we should. 
Are you with me? And you're like, no, that doesn't sound so good, you know? It's really easy to say no to a restaurant you know is not good. Are you with me? Like, it's so easy to say no to the things you don't really want. It's easy to say no to something you don't want. It's like, no, I don't want that. I'm not, of course I don't want that. No, we're not going to that restaurant. I don't want that thing in my life. I'm going to reject it. But you know what the devil is like? He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't try to convince you of the things you don't want. He convinces you of the things that you do want. Oh, man, what a jerk, right? Now, to put it in the same analogy, imagine, imagine we've got 2023 coming up. Does anybody want to lose weight in 2023? Like, statistically speaking, just about 90% of Americans are going to try something to lose weight in 2023, including your pastor, all right? Because I don't like being pudgy. Are you with me? Does anybody not like being pudgy? There's some pudge that needs to go, right? Come on. But there's this thing, like the enemy's like this, you know, like as soon as I decide that I want to be better and I'm going to do the right thing, can I tell you that every ad for every restaurant that I really want, are you with me, I want, starts coming on my social media feed. Are you with me? I see every pizza commercial. I see, I see all these burrito commercials. Everything starts, they're saying, this is what you really want. And I'm like, you're right, that's what I really want. And I start, my, my flesh gets all squirmy. Anybody like me? Like, you're just like, oh, I don't want to do that. I know it's not, uh, give me the burger. Like, are you with me? Like, is it the same battle? Or are you guys, you know, no, okay. You guys are probably like, does this really happen? Like sitting in the car, you know, I'm like, ah. Oh. I'm pretty sure they, they like funnel the smell of in and out out of the building on purpose. So as you drive by, you're like, I just ate lunch, but I need a double-double. Like, you just start going for it. Are you with me? Okay. It's a, it's a spiritual stronghold in my life. will pray over me. But the real enemy of our souls is ourselves. You see, the devil can't convince you to do anything. But he, he picks at your flesh and goes, I know what you really want. I know it will keep you from God. It's yourself. Come on, somebody. Point number two this morning. I know this is hard. Maybe you don't like this series anymore. That's, that's good. Maybe, maybe we can finish it. Who knows? In, in verse 23, it says, instead, somebody say instead. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I have to get out of my own head so that God can give me new thoughts and attitudes. Are you with me? If I trust in my thoughts and attitudes, I will respond poorly. If I trust in my thoughts and attitudes, I'm, I'm going to try to get what I want out of this. Are you with me? And it may not be what God wants. Have we ever thought about these things? Are they, is this deep thought for today? Is that why you're liking this series so much? A lot of deep thought? It's good. It's deep thoughts. Here's point number two. I will allow God's Spirit to renew my thoughts. I will allow God's Spirit to renew my thoughts. In Galatians 5, 16, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 17, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what our sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. You are not free to carry out your good intentions. You know, as we were talking about restaurants and things like that, imagine, imagine that your dietitian is going with you everywhere you go in 2023. Are you with me? 
Your dietitian is, is, is walking into the restaurant with you. And, and they're going to set an example for you. Are you with me? They're, they're going to order what you know you should order. Are you with me? Like, because I, I have a spiritual gift, you guys, to find the highest calorie item on the menu, and that one's my favorite. Are you with me? It's a spiritual gift. Absolute gift. I, I don't even have to look at, at the nutrition facts. I just pick what I like, and it just happens to be the one that's a full day's calories in one meal. Are you with me? Every time. Every time. And then I have to wash it all down with soda, which is even more calories. Are you with me? I'm just blessed. That's all it is. I'm just blessed, highly favored. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we need to walk into places and say, I'll have what he's having. I'll have what he's having. Listen, I, I've used my own thoughts too long, and it gets me down the wrong rabbit trail almost every time. Are you with me? Every once in a while, every, every like five years when there's a blue moon, like I have a good thought. Are you with me? But the rest of them, they're not good. Are you with me? They're, they're just not that good. But if I could walk into a room and say, Holy Spirit, I'll have what you're having. I want to I I approach this next thing the way that you would approach it. Holy Spirit, renew my thoughts. Take my own thoughts out of my mind. Maybe those thoughts of fear. Maybe those thoughts of cynicism. Maybe those thoughts of anger and bitterness. All those different thoughts that just swarm us. We, we can't even approach a new relationship because of the pain of the last relationship. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit is our guide to holistic health. He's our guide. Follow the Holy Spirit as your guide. He's our guide to holistic health. Do you want to be whole in 2023? Let me ask you that. Do you want to be lacking nothing in 2023? Like, as I start to think about the different things that we do in our lives and how we, how we operate, it's asking the Lord, God, God, I want to not be myself anymore. Some of you can agree with that. I need to be less of me and more of him. Oh, that sounds so cliche and so religious and, and so, so churchy. Are you with me? I just need to be less of me and more of him. You know, right? Like, like what are we going to start wearing sandals and, and a robe? Like, you know, like, what, what? I want to be less of him and, you know, like, come on. We get weird, don't we? The truth is, we want to be none of us and all of him. Because all of a sudden, we start looking at everything in our life differently. Instead of we looking at it, how is this going to benefit me? We look at our relationships. How is this relationship going to benefit me? Is, is it worth putting the effort in? Are you with me? Come on. Oh, I've got some humans here. Oh, goodness, right? All of a sudden, you look at everything as, as, what's in it for me? You know, and then everybody you meet is doing the same thing. What's in it for me? What am I getting out of this relationship? And then all of a sudden, we start thinking, well, you're only my friend because you want this out of me. Right? But then we're doing the same thing to somebody else. See, we need less of ourselves and more of him. I know it's hard to be honest in church. I get you, you know. Most of us don't want to admit that that's the honesty, but even subconsciously we're still thinking those things. Is it worth me giving my time to this person? Is it worth it? Oh, they always just take from me. Come on, somebody. But what if we said, Holy Spirit, I'll have what you're having. And he, he, he would approach your situation in a different way. What if, what if the situation that you dreaded was actually going to be a blessing to you? And you didn't even know it because you were having it your way instead of his way. Are you with me? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is God's word this morning. I, I just see so many happy people that are PO'd at me right now. Come on. It's so wonderful. 
It was our own cravings that left us in poor health in the first place. But God's Spirit knows what we truly want and what we truly need. You see, it's, it's amazing. If, if I were to give my kids everything they wanted, I would think about my four-year-old. When he wakes up in the morning, you know what is for breakfast in his mind? Ice cream and soda. He's like, or donuts and soda. That was what it was a couple days ago. He said, I kid you not. He's like, Mom, I'm, I think I'm hungry for some donuts and a soda for breakfast. Are you with me? I'm like, we've never had soda for breakfast, bro. I don't know why you're craving these things, right? We, when we think about what God wants for our lives, a lot of times we're asking Him for sunshine and rainbows. And He's going, that's not what you need. You think that's what you want because it feels good, but that's not what you need. I want to give you what you need. And, and we're, we're so busy being that spiritual four-year-old of going, I don't want those healthy things. I want this. And then we sit in our we, we sit in the pew at church and we kick and scream spiritually. I'm not getting what I need. I prayed for this last week and it still hasn't happened yet. Oh, I just have so many spiritual giants in this church, including the one standing on this stage who's also kicking and screaming like a little four-year-old boy. Are you with me? Because I'm going, I'm not getting this the way I want it. It's not happening the way I think it should happen. God, where are you? How I prayed for this. You showed me vision. When is it going to happen? When am I going to see it come to pass? Is anybody with me? You're still praying the same prayer that you were praying 10 years ago. But what if we walked into it and said, Holy Spirit, I'll have what you're having. I have no agenda. I have no thought process. This is, it, it is no longer me that lives, but it is He that lives through me. Come on, I know this is like messing with people's minds this morning, but that's what this whole Mind Space series is about. It's to get your mind thinking more like Him and less like me. If I let Him control my life, where would my life be? But a lot of us, we have that firm grip on our life. And we're like, I want what you want for me, but I also want to be in control. I also want to know what's going to happen next. I, I, I want a preview, Lord, of what you're going to do. Is anybody with me? It gets harder sometimes, like giving up a little bit more of yourself. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want to give that to anybody because what if somebody sees it? They won't, they won't see me the same way anymore. They won't see me as a leader in the church. They won't see me as somebody who's important. They'll see me as a broken, messed up person. Guess what? Surprise. So is everybody else. Surprise. Surprise. I don't care. The, the, the ones that try to look the, like they really got it all together are probably the ones that are most messed up. Now you're like thinking, okay, well, this is reverse psychology. And like, how do I, how do I look like I've got issues now? Like, I, I don't want people to think that I have more issues than them. So I just got to, I got to portray just a few issues. That way they won't know the rest of the issues. Like, this is how our brain works. Is anybody's brain work like mine? Where we're sitting here thinking like, oh my God. And where the problem is, is that you're the one thinking. Stop it. When the more that I think about how to make things work, the more that God goes, I've got a different way, you bonehead. When are you going to listen to me? About a year and a half ago, I was walking around our lake after, after our church had 400 people here for Easter. And, and it was an, an insane. Like I was blown, my mind was blown. The, the biggest service we had ever had before that was 240, 236, 246, something like that. I can't remember now. But it was about 250 people. And we had 400 people. 
my mind was blown. I was sitting there going, wow, God. I'm like, I'm pretty much like skipping and dancing around the lake. Like, Lord, you are so good. Like, like I don't care who sees me right now. Like, I'm just excited that God just touched all these people's lives. It was so awesome. And I'm praying, and, and I felt like God said, do you want more? And I said, of course I want more. I want to see more lives change, God. I want to see our whole city transform for you. I want to see you move in a way that is absolutely unexplainable. And you know, his answer was to me, he said, I have to break you. And I said, okay, God, break me. Because I'm excited at this point. Are you with me? Like, God's talking to me. I just had 400 people. Like, people, tons of people gave their life to Jesus. I'm excited. God, do whatever you want to do, man. Like, it's going to be awesome. Because it can't be more awesome than this. And he says, i got to break you. I'm like, oh, break me. Break me here. Break me there. Break me everywhere. It's going to be great. Are you with me? Like, I'm, I'm just ready for what God has. And then the breaking began. And can I be honest with you? The breaking hasn't stopped yet. I'm still experiencing new breaking. I'm, I, I, got, I got broken financially. I got broken with our team. I got broken with our church. We got hit with COVID really hard right after that. And we went from having 120 people on a Sunday down to 30 in one week. And I remember thinking, like, what in the world? Where did it all go? You guys remember that? It was crazy. What's happening? And then I had so many people mad at me as if I could control a virus. Right? I, 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 here I am at VBS with, with the sanitizer all over my hands, giving everybody a high five and just anointing them with, san, with Purell. Are you with me? And yet, we still got sick and people got sick. And I remember just being, feeling so guilty, thinking, like, what did I do wrong? We did everything we could. Forty kids gave their life to Jesus out of the 255 that came. It was amazing. And it kicked my butt and it broke me. And then it broke me when the leaders, different leaders in our church were mad at me of how I handled it or didn't handle it or handled it too much or handled it too little. And I remember thinking like, gosh, God, why can't I make everybody happy? I don't understand. I'm just trying to love people and love you and what's wrong. And, and the more that things went wrong, the more I tried to control it. The more I, I wrapped my head around it because I thought, you know what? God's put me through business. I've, I've, I've watched businesses succeed. I've watched businesses fail. I know how to prepare. I know how to, I know how to go at this thing with a battle mindset that we're going to win no matter what the opposition. Are you with me? The, I, some of you like that men mentality. Anybody like that mentality? I like that mentality. I'm a fighter. I don't lose. Like, like I find a way to win. I will be ugly and make a way. Are you with me? But God was trying to break me of that, and I didn't even realize it. This last week, I was listening to, I was sitting on my, my Instagram doing something really holy, you know, scrolling. Got to read the scrolls, you know. No. I'm scrolling through Instagram, and, and I run into this guy who's a worship leader out, out in New York. And on his Instagram, he goes to all these public places, and him and his keyboardist, they just go to this public place and start worshiping. Just put a, put a speaker out and, and he's got his headphones on and he just starts singing and he just starts worshiping God in the middle of the street, in the middle of the subway. And, and I was watching one of his videos where he's worshiping in the subway and he's just talking about how good God is and he's dancing and just singing around. He's got his eyes closed and somebody goes, here, here's some money. They thought he wanted money because he's at the subway singing, right? Obviously, you're, you're doing a great job. You want some? And he says, no, I'm not here for money. I'm here to praise my king. Can I pray for you instead? I don't want your money. And something broke in me again. In that moment, I broke. And I went, Lord, where did I forget this? That it's all about you. 
it's always been about you. That's all I care about is you. But every time something goes wrong, I get a tighter grip on it. And every time something doesn't go my way, I'm trying to steer it in the right direction. No, you're not supposed to go there. Like, get over here. Are you with me? It's like when your power steering goes out. Has anybody ever had that happen? All of a sudden, you're like, I'm turning to the right. You know, like, you're just trying to get there. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's what it feels like when you're trying to go against what God's trying to do. All of a sudden, he's like, nope, we're going this way. And I'm trying to break something in you, and I'm trying to do something in you. Because if, I want, if, you, if you're going to see the fullness of what I have for you, it's going to be more than this 400 people that you are so excited about. But I've got to break your heart. I've got to break your spirit. I've got to break your understanding. See, how many of us are living in that same moment in our lives where we've, as things got harder, we just got a tighter grip? And we just hold on a little bit more. And we start trying to steer it in the direction that God said that it was going to go. So it must be my responsibility to make this get where God wants it to be, right? Mm. Or is it him the whole time? Our, our only stance with God should be sitting there like this in surrender. Just on your knees with your hands lifted high. Saying, God, I can't do this on my own and I still need you. You might have been a Christian for 25 years, 30 years, 50 years. And you still have to get down to that same position saying, God, I've, I've tried to control it. I've seen how you've done miracles. I've seen how you've done things. I know who you are. I know your voice. But yet still I try to hold on to what I think should happen. Come on, somebody. And letting God move the only way he can. Psalms 37, verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Verse 4, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Somebody say trust. Somebody say trust. Somebody say trust. Trust, trust the guide, your spiritual dietitian. I'll have what he's having. Are you with me? Wherever you, whatever situation you walk into, do you know that you need less prayer and more surrender? Come on, somebody. We've been, we've been asking for prayer for the same things for too long. When will you surrender? God hasn't changed it. So when will you surrender? When will I surrender? I don't want to make it sound like I'm just preaching at you. I'm preaching at me. This was my week. I could have waited 10 years and this to preach it. Or I could say, God, you're teaching me something and maybe you want to teach us all something. Are you with me? You might not need to have it all together. The Holy Spirit's not here to deceive you, but rather give you your heart, what your heart really needs and what your heart wants. Will we trust Him? Will we trust Him that the situation, that this moment that we're in, that He's in it, that He's with you, that He cares about you? You know, when you made Him the Lord of your life, He started directing it. And if He directed you down this path, maybe there's a reason for it. God, what are you doing? Why am I here? I'll have what you're having. Show me how to have compassion for those that hate me. Show me how to have love for those who slander me. Show me how to, how to get to a new place in faith when everything is against me. Are you with me? He's building something in you. He's building something in you and you're trying to get it to stop. How many of us are doing that? How many times have I asked God, let this cup pass from me? And I don't finish the rest of Jesus' prayer. It says, but if it's your will, then let your will be done. 
See, if more of us were like Jesus, we would get to see the fullness that God wants in our life. But most of us are hiding from our purpose because it looks like pain. Part, uh, point number three for my note takers. Is this good? You enjoying this? All right. Point number three. I will get out of my head and pursue God's heart. I will get out of my head and pursue God's heart. Have you ever heard the phrase, trust your instincts? Trust your instincts, right? Like, I remember when, when, when I was going through school and, and, and they, when you're going to take a test, they're like, just trust your instincts. Whatever the first thing that you're supposed to do, just, just circle that one because you're probably right. You ever get that? I got to be honest with you. Trusting our instincts is what leads us the wrong way. You see, my instinct would say that I need to fight in this situation. Like, I, I told you, I'm a fighter. I don't like to lose. I think what I got wrong was what the definition of winning and losing looked like in the kingdom of God. You see, I think that I need to win an argument to win the man. But it's actually I need to win the man instead of the argument. All of a sudden, things begin to shift what the win is. You see, maybe, maybe God has had the same problem in front of you for so long because you're still pursuing the wrong win. So, Asking God, God, I'll have what you're having. What's the win in this? What are you wanting to do? And you let him speak to you. You see, I was so caught up in trying to make this church succeed and reach people. It's for good intentions. It's for good reasons. When I'm driving around French Valley, I'm looking at all the people that I don't know yet, and I'm thinking, you need to be at church. We could be rocking this place together. Oh my gosh, this this entire city is going to change. That's where my head is at. And I'm wondering, why aren't they here? Why aren't you here? And then for the ones that came and then they left, I'm really wondering, what is going on? What's happening? And God's going, well, what is this really about? Are you still doing this for me? Or did you set a goal and you haven't hit your goal yet? Hello. Hello. It's always been for him. At least I thought. How many of us, like, uh, the, the intentions in which we started were one way, and the things that make you continue are make a whole different way? Remember when you got that, that new job, right? When you got that new job and you walked in and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the best place ever. I can't believe it. The, I, get, I get a break every 15 minutes. This is going to, like, it's, for 15 minutes every, whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying, not every 15 minutes. They're like, where do you work at? Like, where? <laughs> Right? A break every 15 minutes? Oh, man. But you were excited about that job when you first got there. What happens after a year or two? What happens after a year or ten? All of a sudden, oh, I hate this place. These people. Oh, that, that guy. He's here again. I was hoping he'd be sick. Nobody? And then you say, Holy Spirit, I'll have what you're having. Show me why I'm here. Show, show me why I'm at this job for this long. Show me why I just lost this job. What do you want to do next? Show me why that person hurt me. Show me why I want to hurt that person so much. I'll have what you're having. I'll have what you're having. Trust the still, small voice of God in your life. Our instincts 
are the same things that convince us to omit the truth. Our instincts are always trying to protect ourselves. What if we stopped responding in anger to protect ourselves and we started responding in grace? Have your instincts ever led you to sin? Mine do. My instincts, how I feel, they always lead me to sin. Leads me to something I don't want to be. So it's resetting your mind and saying, Holy Spirit, I'll have what you're having. Show me how to think. Show me how to look at the situation. Show me how to see again. When I was in sixth grade, have any anybody remember sixth grade? Going into middle school, right? I remember when I was in sixth grade, I was riding on the school bus. And we were we were listening to like Smash Mouth, so now that'll give you like a time frame of what that was for me. But I remember just sitting on the school bus and this boy behind me in the in the seat over here, he put a thumbtack on the girl's seat in front of him. But he put it on there the wrong way. It wasn't going to get her. So my instinct reached over and fixed it for him so that when she sat on it, it would poke her. Instinct. I wasn't trying to hurt her. I was just like, oh, you did it wrong. Are you with me? Then I ended up in detention the entire day. And I was like, it was a split second. I looked over. Oh, he messed it up, and I fixed it, and the prank happened, and it's my fault now. Our instincts will fail us. I remember sitting there in detention. I'd never been in detention before. Didn't know there was such a thing. Sitting in that place, I'm like, when are we going to have our meeting? Like, I've been sitting at this desk all day. Is someone, did they forget I'm here? Like, what happened? It's amazing how our instincts will leave us in a place where nobody else is around where you feel alone, where you feel broken, where you feel forgotten, where you feel unvaluable. Our instincts put us in that place. But we have to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you have in I'll have what He has. Who do you say that I am? Who did you create me to be? Who is this person next to me that I'm so angry with? Who did you create them to be? I'll have what you're having. I want what you have. I want to see how you see. Are you with me? Psalms 139, verse 23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Verse 24, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. 
We hope you have a wonderful week.